We're seeing a lot more utilities right now really kind of put that geospatial system, that platform with their other top tier systems within the organization because they realize that the data management is critical. Welcome to the Esri and the Science of Rare podcast. I'm Amin Ramashariki, Esri Urban Analytics Lead, and I'll be your host for today. You just heard Mike Goggin, Director of Geospatial Services at Patrick Engineering, speak to the growing adoption of location intelligence technologies and data management in the utilities industry. Forward-thinking leaders at today's utilities face dramatically increased customer demands and competitive pressures. Here Esri CMO Mariana Cantor investigate how leading utility companies are improving mission-critical operations, outage management, and decision-making with location intelligence technology. Mike, hello, and welcome to our podcast. Good morning. I want to start by grounding our conversation in an overview of the industries you work in, from energy and utilities to telecommunications and infrastructure. How are they responding to the massive global competitive pressures? Yeah, that's a good question. They're all responding a little differently. I think that the biggest change or pressure from utilities perspective is actually from the customers. It's a little coming from the regulators, but it's really more customer experience. They want, you know, power. They want uh, reliable energy. They don't want their power to go out. They don't want their heaters to go out, you know, in the wintertime when it's sub-zero. Uh, so I think meeting that demand coming from the customers is probably the, the biggest pressure. And they're responding in, in many different ways from different programs, from different pricing models. And they're certainly boosting their game, you know, in the, in the technology space to try to, to help with that. How does IoT and this abundance of sensors streaming data on nearly every device impact these industries, or electric and gas in particular? Um, actually, quite a bit, and, and it's gaining uh, more and more traction. So technology in general is, is really the transformational type of uh, change that they are making. They need this technology in order to improve the way they do business, right? Do more with less is a real big industry term, which I heard in 1992. So how do you do more with less? It's, it's kind of really difficult. Uh, you know, but the Internet of Things or the sensors within the electric and gas and telecommunications and even the facilities and institutional establishments, the one thing everyone needs to understand is that these infrastructures have been around for 100-plus years with a D rating coming from the FedGov on all of infrastructure, from transmission and grids all the way down to metallic pipe from a gas, you know, they need to replace it based on risk. You know, sensors are playing a huge role in trying to evolve kind of this old infrastructure into new infrastructure. So it's like kind of they're building a somewhat new infrastructure to support whatever it is they're transporting, whether it's electric, whether it's a gas, whether it's communications or entertainment. Um, or in the gas space, it's which is less prevalent, but it is emerging so that they can monitor their gas system more, which is pressure-based. So understanding where they're getting low pressure, that would jeopardize the system because an outage in a gas system is actually a major event. It, uh, it spawns a workflow that is very manual for a gas company. So it, it's providing these back office analytical systems with the data that's actually coming or in the field that they're providing back. And, and there's bi-directional information that way, so they can send the sensors information as well to you know, kind of respond or do what, what an engineer or a planner or a dispatcher is looking for them to do. How does location intelligence technology 
play into that transformation? It plays a huge role. Understanding where your infrastructure is, where your sources are, where your people are, where your work is, where your issues are, is a significant change in, I think, the way utilities are really starting to think. So being able to see how everything is coincidental with each other, right? So how uh, the sensor, as an example of IoT, how it relates to what is around it, right? Is it a pole? Is it a valve? Is it a transformer? Um, is it near a road? All of these things play into, you know, how a company reacts, whether it's designing new infrastructure, building, constructing, or it's an event. So an event is a car hits a pole, is an example, right? How do they respond to that? Well, where location intelligence is a huge benefit to helping them, um, I think, more accurately, cheaper, faster respond to you know the demand going back to your first question is, is how are the you know organizations really responding to pressure and where we see it the most is in the telecommunication space okay so telecommunications are trying to sell services entertainment cable channels right to uh, a whole host of of different kinds of customers in houses and residential and in you know shopping malls and strip malls and stuff like that they are using location along with you know business data to help them figure out where is the most potential that I can send my sales staff to. And then even beyond that, if I can sell to this customer, how many more customers in the area can I sell to based on I'm going to run new plant to this new customer? I can look at it and say, well, there's 10 more customers there. So what it does is it really increases my ROI and my ability to make the decision to serve that customer where, you know, in the past they might not have said, well, you know, that's a mile down the road. You know, that's, you know, 80, 90, $300,000 to run that plant for one customer. So now they're using location with business data to make good and better decisions in that it's enabling people at, you know, breaking the hierarchy, if you will. If, if I'm a field worker in the field and I come across an event, an incident, something that's happened to our infrastructure, our assets, I don't necessarily need to call back to make the decision because I should have the information in front of me including you know, the map, all the attribution information, could be work information, it could be how things are connected, um, how things are running, what's in the area, um, who's the customer that is impacted potentially. So I think that, yeah, that, you know, technology is pushing those decisions closer to where they're gonna actually get you know, resolved. You've written about the importance of collaboration in business and how the need for it and the speed of it has changed over the years. Can you explain what you mean by the speed of collaboration? This goes back to my, uh, my days at, at the utility. Uh, I got into utility in the drafting department, so I was putting ink to paper, if you can believe that, back in the early 90s. And the level or speed of collaboration back then, it, it would take forever to get an answer. You know, something would come into my department, it would sit in front of me, you know, it my job is to put that on a map but there was like a missing component to that it, it could take me three four weeks to get in touch with you know the field crew or the construction crew or the engineer to figure out what did they really mean here before i could really do my job now that impacts the business because now we have uh, you know assets energized or gassed in the field that are not on a map so it impacts the way they do business or respond to business 
when technology started to evolve, especially when we converted, you know, these paper drawings into digital and the quicker I can get the information, the quicker I can share the information and you can see it and someone else can see it and the field crew can see it. What it does is it speeds up how we communicate with each other because I can pick up the phone at that point or an instant message or text or whatever and say, you know, I have this question for you on this work order that you did. Can you really kind of look at this map real quick, you know, open up your web browser, take a look at it and let me know, you know, is this, am I seeing this correctly? Um, or is this something that, you know, we need to go back out into the field and look at again? So it's really kind of, it just speeds up that collaboration through the dissemination of that information. You know, everybody within the utility space, everybody needs access to the maps, the information, the data, um, everyone in the company, because utilities are location-based companies, uh, you know, because everything they do is somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, understanding that, getting a map in front of them and a collaboration platform, it's the perfect environment to really speed things up. Mike, you've also written about how supplying timely information across an organization not only has value for the quality of collaboration that you described and decision making, but also for freeing up resources to focus on new business challenges. Those are things that would benefit pretty much any business. Can you talk more about that? Um, absolutely. So. Uh, again, utilities, um, if they can, if you have groups that can collaborate faster, right, we're back to that speed of collaboration, it, it shortens the cycle of answering the questions. And there's questions every day. There's multiple questions every day. So what that does, if we can speed up the collaboration between people to solve problems, then we have more time to take on something else. Um, you know, going back 15 years um, or 20 years, actually, w- what that meant was is, Uh, It was a different meaning, I should say, at that point, because they equated our return on investment for implementing, you know, technologies to a reduction of workforce. And I never understood that because there are so many things that need to be solved within an organization. So if we can use current state-of-the-art technology and we're shortening the cycle, speeding up the collaboration, instead of looking at it from well, we can reduce the workforce, as an example, as to, hey, we have more opportunity to solve this problem over here. IoT, big data, analytics. What can we do? What other groups can we light up with you know, our geospatial platform? Can you give us some examples of some critical business processes where location intelligence comes into play? I'm a firm believer that location intelligence and, and geospatial are really part of, of every workflow within a utility space. And probably the best example I have is, you know, from an electric utility perspective, it is, you know, what they call outage management. So it's really, if you think about how they automated their electrical grid, they're getting data in, they're trying to understand outages and what is causing them, which is really the problem they're trying to solve. Because if they know what causes it, they know what how to fix it. So as this data is coming in from either sensors or phone calls, you know, or their own folks, they, they analyze that data in the back office. And, and again, location is a very big part of that, by the way. It's location and network management. You know, once they figure out um, where the event is, they can send that information to the closest crew in the field that has maybe the right um, equipment on their truck. Uh, they also have the right material on their truck, right? So now you're seeing systems of systems start to talk to each other, and then they can provide 
you know, the, the field technician, here's where the event is, here's where you need to go, here's the material you need, and we're sending you because you have a boom lift on your truck and there's a pole down somewhere. It's really kind of a full circle of, you know, the location intelligence being embedded into that value chain. How, how far along or how mature are utilities, I guess, generalizing, are are these companies in adopting location intelligence technologies to close that loop across the value chain from a perspective of uh, insight, analytics, automation, and so on? The electric and gas utilities have been on the front end as far as utilities go. And over time, I think that the demand or why they wanted or needed location intelligence has changed. Mm. So back in the 90s, really geospatial platforms or geospatial systems were put in place to really kind of serve what they had outage management systems. It was a kind of a different purpose. Today, location intelligence is, is really starting to be more embedded in how they make decisions overall. It feeds a lot of their mission critical systems, like on the electric side and the gas side, the advanced data management systems or distribution management systems, and on the gas side, uh, you know, a lot of the regulatory stuff that, that they're being asked to do. The adoption, for me, somebody that's been working in utilities and, and believes that location intelligence is one of the core systems within a utility, it's, it hasn't been as quick as I would have hoped it to be. But it is definitely coming around, and we're seeing a lot more utilities right now really kind of put that geospatial system, that platform, with their other top-tier systems within the organization because they realize that managing that data, the data management, um, is critical as well as, on top of that, the all the analytical capabilities that they have at their fingertips to, again, uh, speed up collaboration, uh, increase collaboration, um, improve data management and optimization of workflows, and, and to really get the results they're looking for faster than they've ever been able to do before. What, is, what are some of the obstacles preventing some of these organizations of going faster? You mentioned that they're not as far along as you would have liked to see them. Uh, my observation is that it's data, quality, and process. Again, a system that's been around for 15, 20 years, it's, it's had its data management issues, meaning the quality of data or the timeliness of data. When organizations are finding that they need to shorten that window of timeliness, and they also need to wrap around that, the quality associated with it, because data um, is still king. It, it is exactly what these other systems need, and it needs to be valued or authoritative, meaning that trusted. I don't know how many, I've probably worked with 80 different utilities across the country and some of their biggest challenges were they don't know if they trusted their own data. Well, that's not because the system wasn't doing what it's supposed to do. It was really the processes that were surrounding the data management and, and really how it was, was managed. So it's the data needs to improve and the process to support the data management, including you know, the injection of more technology to help speed that up and improve quality. Like, for example, mobile, geospatial mobile tools in the field that have bi-directional editing uh, that can, you know, get data to and from the field faster and, and reliably. What is the cost of not doing it? 
for utility? The cost of doing nothing, an interesting question I've been asked uh, many, many times in my career. It's, uh, it's hard to really put uh, you know, any kind of financial numbers on what the cost is, but going back to, to the very beginning of our discussion, you talked about what are the pressures on these organizations, and, and those pressures, again, are, are a lot of co- very customer-driven. So with, you know, deregulation uh, and, you know, the ability to, you know, maybe purchase your power or buy your power for your home or your building or, you know, the telecommunications options, the cable options, the TV options, right, that we're seeing right now, um, you know, they really need to do a better job. And it's also to allow them to do what they want to do. What I mean by that is, you know, in the regulated environment, you are... um, held to rates, you know, by, by your usually state-driven rates and how much you can actually charge for your service and your product. And when you start to, you know, fall behind and your customers aren't happy, then they talk with the regulators and, and then the regulators kind of put the pressure on you. They don't understand what you're doing with, you know, the investments that you have been given. How are you improving business? How are you continuing uh, continuous improvement, which is another term I hear a lot within the utility space. Mike, you've been in location technology business, applying geography to solve business challenges for more than two decades. What were some of the top of mind challenges for clients in the beginning of that journey and how are they different now? You know, I think, uh, you know, again, going back to, you know, the early to mid 90s, you know, I, I don't, they don't, they didn't call it or they didn't think of it, I think, as location intelligence back then. It transformed so much and, and it didn't come overnight. Um, but, but now it's, it's, it's the needed, right? It went from the necessary evil to something that's required. You can't run a business, you can't run a utility without the geospatial platform. You know, the location intelligence piece of it, you know, what we get out of the location platform or the, or the platform itself um, is required. It not only does it feed, you know, the business systems that, are, that need, that are solving other problems within the organization, but it also gets the organization to understand where their problems are, where do they need to invest, where do they not need to invest. Um, you know, where's their pressure coming from, their customer base, where is, um, you know, where are they having reliability issues, which is very large in the electric space, because that's where they want to apply their money. You know, they may have, you know, thousands and thousands of square miles of service territory and, and, and $10, uh, exaggerating, of course, uh, to, to invest in, in how they're going to improve their business to meet the demands, right, that we talked about the pressures before. So, Without the, the uh, you know, the platform, I just don't know how they can do it. I don't think they can do it. And so that's why I said it's, it's, you know, it's that needed thing. It's, uh, it's just required. We're living in a moment with lots of fast-moving change. Um, what is something, maybe a trend, a market driver, or an emerging technology that is really intriguing to you and why? Oh, this is real easy for me because it's, it's virtual reality. Probably more impressive to me is like the augmented reality. Uh, can you imagine in the hands of a field person, instead of looking at a two-dimensional, um, you know, map, really, right? Uh, I can turn that, you know, iPad or I can turn that um, tablet, uh, you know, up towards the street. And I can just see not only the background of the buildings and the street itself, and the physical assets, but then what infrastructure is underneath the ground? To me, that is, gosh darn, that's the future, isn't it? That's neat. 
Thank you very much for your time, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Esri and the Science of Wear podcast. And thanks to Mike Goggin for giving examples of how location intelligence is driving performance and transformation at the most innovative utilities. To learn more, download our free ebooks, Making Sense of Digital Transformation at esri.com forward slash wear and making the most of the Internet of Things at esri.com forward slash IoT.